This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing God's family, one heart at a time. Let us pray together. Father, we thank you for your word today, and we just pray that you will open it up to us. Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, lead us, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to part one of our Valiant Living series, where we are going to explore how to embrace life with conviction and valor for Christ. The word valiant is rather rich in flavor. When studying the word valiant, I used a variety of dictionaries ranging from the King James Bible Dictionary to the Oxford Dictionary. And the four primary English words used to describe valiant are courage, determination, bravery, and strength. As Christians, God calls us to complete the race here on earth. And I do not know about you, but I really want to finish well. Praise God that it is not a competition with others, but rather a call for each of us to finish the specific journey that God has set out before us. How you end your race matters. Therefore, from the very beginning, we need to have the right direction and equip ourselves so that we can run well. In order to finish well, the Word of God addresses this great race of faith in Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. Let's read together. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Some time ago, we went on a fun family adventure to a canyon. For the very adventurous, you could have exercised your courage in bungee jumping, zip lining, or even riding your mountain bike on the edge of the gorge. Our children were not old enough for those options, so we opted for the suspension bridge, which many other families did as well. It was a perfect day, overcast with a slight drizzle in the air and a spectacular view. The reserve followed great safety precautions. You were only allowed to be six people on the bridge at a given time. This did not matter if you were three or 90. There were no exceptions. Everyone had to walk in the same direction and naturally no jumping on the bridge was allowed. Before getting to the start of the bridge, we all had to line up, one behind the other. As we got closer to the edge, I witnessed how some people ahead of us took the opt-out option and simply climbed over the railing and walked away. The man who was standing directly behind me even started praying loudly to the Lord. Each individual reacted to this challenge in a unique way. This suspension bridge spanned 80 meters across from one side of the gorge to the other. When standing on it, you stood 130 meters above the bottom of the ravine. Just to give you a city perspective, that is almost like standing on top of a 40-story building. Speaking for the majority of us on that day, it was certainly out of our normal comfort zone and took some courage to walk forward, especially when the bridge began to sway from side to side and bounce up and down. Beloved, when you become a Christian, it takes courage 
and determination to start running in the race for Christ and to stay in it. Truth be told, church, there may be some days that will require more faith and courage than other days. The disciples were faithful followers of Jesus. They left their jobs and fasted time with their families to follow Jesus. Yet there were times when they too were stretched out of their comfort zones. I want us to focus on the miracle where Jesus walked on the water. And to give you context, we're going to do a little bit of background to this first. Jesus had just spent the whole day healing the sick and ministering to the people. It was a powerful day of ministry where he also multiplied five loaves and two fishes into food for about 5,000 men as well as women and children. To say the least, the disciples should have been more than encouraged in their faith walk to trust Jesus for the supernatural and the unexpected. When the day of ministry was over, he told his disciples to take a boat ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, to Bethsaida. Bethsaida was a small fishing village. Jesus took the opportunity to stay behind and spend time alone in prayer, communing with his father. During the night, the disciples faced some calamity. The wind was howling and the waves began to beat against and rock their boat and they were really struggling at the oars. Jesus was aware of this. So during the early hours of the morning, somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus began walking on the water towards them. I want to read what happens next from the book of Matthew, from the Amplified Version. Follow with me as we read Matthew 14, verse 26 to 33. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear, but immediately he spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. Church, can everybody say, Peter actually walked on water. Amen. And I think it's important to remember this that Peter walked on water. Let's carry on in verse 30. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus extended his hand and caught him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshipped him with all inspired reverence, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Walking on the water is a miracle. So for some, perhaps they would have freaked out the moment they walked on water on a clear day. Our first response is that we need courage to get out of the boat, out of our cozy comfort zones, if we truly want to walk in our full potential in Christ Jesus. The reality is, during the early hours of that morning, the other disciples remained in the boat. They did not leap out with Peter when Jesus said, Come. Peter jumped out of the boat with great courage and zeal and started walking on the water. But Peter started losing faith because of the external factors that he started noticing around him. 
Church, the wind may not cease around you when God is busy doing another miracle immediately. Let me say that again. The wind may not cease when God is doing a miracle in your life. But it's up to you to push through with determination and courage in faith. In this great race of faith, God calls us to trust Him and to walk on water without doing the calculations of outside factors. I want to encourage you to do the following three things. Do some introspection and ask the Holy Spirit if you are stuck in a spiritual comfort zone. And if so, plot a game plan with the Lord on how to get out. Then I want to encourage you to walk on some water. Perhaps it's a new area of faith that you need to exercise in your life. Perhaps you have the gift of healing and you need to apply it. Or miracle working power. Perhaps you need to stand in faith for a job for someone that you love. And most importantly, ignore all external factors and keep your focus on Jesus. Amen. Let me pray with you. Father, for every son and daughter listening to this, ask that you grant them your peace this day and help them to walk on the water as they run in this great race of faith. Lord, please strengthen them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, surprise them with your goodness and glory like you did with your disciples and fill them with your hope for a safe and secure shore. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. God bless you and those that are dear to you.